The smell of blood was quickly becoming one of Verana's least favorite smells, and the inside of her mask reeked of it. She could feel the insects at her feet and on her legs, a congregation of pincers and carapaces called by the scent of decay. To swat them away would undo the hours she'd spent sitting stationary in the field, so she left them to their hungry wanderings, knowing that their disappointment would come soon enough when they realized the only part of her that was dead was the part she had stolen. Verana's grip tightened on the axe across her lap as the sounds of movement passed through the forest in front of her. The trees here were much fuller, much healthier than those found in the den of the unkindness she attacked a few days ago. Even now she could still hear the beating of the raven's wings and the caws and cackles that had risen around her as she buried the axe into their cruel mother's neck. She wondered if the birds were better off because of the murder, and if the same could be said for what was about to happen here. Verona's body tensed as the sweat from the midday sun seeped into the wounds along her back. Carefully, she moved one hand behind her and felt at the bandages that covered the lacerations. She winced as her fingers grazed the tender flesh. The cruel mother's talons had been sharper and dug deeper than Verona anticipated. She'd meant to cut them free and bring them back to Caldera, to make of them a pair of daggers for when her axe would not suffice but she feared the smaller raven's revenge. Oh, well, Vrana mumbled, her voice hoarse. She hadn't used it in over a day. She centered her mask, the cruel mother's severed head, and tightened the strap that kept it over her own. As long as I don't forget the heart. A cloud of dust exploded beside her as an arrow burrowed itself into the ground. Vrana sprang to her feet and tore through the field. A second arrow soared overhead to the place where she'd been sitting. She could see the archer at the tree line, a shirtless, sinewy man with a bow in hand and a quiver slung over his shoulder. He raised his weapon, knocked another arrow with his crimson-colored arm, and fired. Vrana ducked, the missile whizzing past the beak of her mask, and chased her victim into the forest. Branches whipped at the girl with the raven's head as she went, eyes trained on the fleeing fool. The man looked back, his age-worn face stricken with fear. He loaded another arrow and let it loose carelessly. It grazed her leg. Vrana cringed and pressed on harder, blood leaping from the wound onto the dew-laden grass. She readied her axe as the man stumbled over rocks and upturned roots. He whipped around and fired his last arrow, inadvertently sending it into the canopy. Scrambling on all fours, he made for the nearest tree and hoisted himself onto the lowest bough, determined to find safety in the mottled sky. But the man was too slow and the bark too slick. A dry groan escaped his lips as Verana swung her axe and caught him in the spine. She pulled him from his perch, and his body hit the ground with a satisfying smack. She worked the blade of the axe from the man's back and turned him over, to see him for the first time unobscured by distance. He had been at least sixty years old and in no condition to attack her. Several faint tattoos ran the length of his chest, the markings too worn to be read. His complexion suggested that he was not of the South, but seeing as no more words would pass through his lips, she didn't think much further on the matter. Vrana lifted the man's right arm, confirmed the crimson pigmentation that was characteristic of all corrupted, and set it back down. It was by this genetic defect inherent to all humans that her people's killings were justified. She fell back on her heels, adjusted her mask, removed the knife from her belt, 
and cut away the flesh on the man's chest until she saw with wide eyes the white of his bones. A few minutes later, Vrana dropped the man's heart into one of the preservative-lined pouches at her waist. She took one last look at the corrupted, the first human she had ever killed, waited for remorse to settle in, and then she turned away when she realized it would not. The elders had insisted she return to Caldera as soon as the second trial was completed, but disappointment saw that she listened to the wind instead, which hinted of water farther on and game yet to be hunted. A family of deer was drinking from the stream when she came upon it. Startled at first, they eventually calmed as Vrana kept her distance. She dipped her hands into the water and washed off the man's blood, recalling a member of her tribe as she picked at the gore beneath her fingernails. He, too, was of the deer, a stag, 